Cross Point Community Church. Happy birthday. <laughs> this year we celebrate all that God has done in this place, but not just here. Back in the beginning at Roswell High when the Deeses first born was probably just yay high and running around the school while everyone moved to set up the stage and curtains and chairs. And I wonder, did anyone ever wonder that we would still be a church for the next 32 years? God knew and he came through. In fact, this firewalled, air-conditioned, three-story tenant using paid-off building you're sitting in, it's proof that God ain't done. And if you believe it, I need you to say the best is yet to come. You say it. The best is yet to come. And I ain't done. I'm just getting started. I haven't even started with the Christmas parties and dug in a tutu, the Duran's marriage proposal impromptu, the dozens of baptisms in a river. Can I get an Amen. The trips to Grady where boys become men. The trips overseas where God oversees over 600 kids coming to know the king. And that's just in South Africa. Not to mention Thailand, Turkey, Uganda, Guatemala, India. And if you don't think that's making disciples of all nations, I don't know what's getting into your brain. But one thing does remain that God is able. And if you're new around here, I encourage you to grab a seat as we set the table. Because the best is yet to come. For 32 years, we have been blessed with the same shepherd of this flock. For 32 years, he has been leading faithfully, teaching patiently, and feeding us the word of God gracefully. And if you want to know, that's 1,664 sermons where people heard the word and had the chance to turn from their ways. That's 1,664 sermons, Sundays, where we sang songs to the Savior who inhabits our praise. That's 1,664 times where people's lives were impacted and may never be the same. And if Crosspoint were to change their name, it would be the hospital at 77 East Crossville. For all the lives you so lovingly wrapped your arms around those who are here those who are no longer around Donna Robertson Miss Betty Miss Marcia and though we miss them they remind us to keep our eyes on Jesus and our worries behind us for the best is yet to come so what else do you want to know do you not see that God is at work and that he is still moving at Cross Point Community Church. Oh, I get it. I see. You might be thinking, the church, church is dying. The disciples left a crucified Christ on the cross confused and crying. But let me just remind you of how that story ends. Matter of fact, it was only the beginning for the 11 that Jesus would call his friends. See, three days later, Jesus rose and came out of that grave, but Jesus could not stay. For the Holy Spirit had a job to do, to birth the church of the living God. That includes me, that includes you. And if we are his church, you better believe he's going to build it. But will you trust the hands of a holy carpenter to fulfill it? So come on, let's go. Let's go another 32 years anticipating the day when he looks us in the face and wipes away every single tear. Cross point. He will look us in the face and tell us, well done. Do you believe it? The best is yet to come. Amen. Amen.
Amen. That is what I call a spoken word, and I just believe God put that on my heart for, for this church, this body. God is building his church. Amen. He is building it, and I'm excited, and we want to encourage you to be excited because, man, what is ahead of us, no ear has heard, no eyes have seen what God has prepared for those who love him. And so there's so much greatness to happen in our body that we'll, we'll be a part of. So with that said, I want to encourage you guys to all stand. And we're going to just go back into worship him. We're going to praise his name for all that he's doing at Crosspoint and the years that will come that he's going to just bless our body and just guide us by his spirit. So I want to encourage you all to stand as we worship him. I'm going to pray, and then we'll get started. Father God, you are awesome. You are holy and righteous, and there's none like you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God, that you are doing a new thing, Lord God, in our midst, that you are um, just providing for us in ways that we have not thought of. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are faithful to this body and that you are building your church, Lord. This morning, we just want to worship you with all we have and all we are. We love you, Father, and we give you all the praise and glory, and that you name we pray. Amen. All right. Uh, if we were going to go... Uh, in the correct order, I think maybe uh, I should have gone way before Aaron because that was pretty powerful. Thanks for sharing that, sharing that with us. Uh, well, um, just want you to know that Marvin Gaye is not the only one asking what's going on. Everybody, everybody with me? Okay, he's not. Matthew 16 um, Verse 18, Jesus, uh, after that great profession of uh, the reality of who Jesus is, uh, Jesus uh, looks at Peter and he says, yeah, it's on this rock that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Uh, the gates of hell will not overcome it. And yet, you know, as, as we look at and survey what's going on, we see some very alarming uh, realities um, that uh, just recently Gallup said that church attendance, and this is, this is people in America that go one, maybe two times, has dropped down to 28%, 28% of our nation. And the largest drop is in the group 18 to 34-year-olds. Uh, where the number one religious uh, uh, affiliation is none. What's going on? Gallup also said that now for the first time, less than half uh, of our nation, the people in our nation, identify associating with a church or a synagogue or a mosque. So we're saying less than half identify with any type of religious affiliation. It's down actually over 23% just since the turn of this century, 2000. Wow. What's going on? Well, I tell you, as, as we've been journeying, you know, uh, as, as followers of Jesus Christ, you know, God's been uh, getting our attention. And, and especially in my heart, and, and I know from our elders and our leaders here, just like, you know, what's going on? Not only here, but what's going on in the world today. When Jesus says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it, will not hold back. 
The reality is that the church that Jesus builds will prevail. And what's going on may be that, that a lot of what we associate as church is not the church that Jesus is building. And so it is my heart, and I know it's the heart uh, and the desire of everyone, you know, of our leaders here, that we want Jesus to build his church right here, the body, as a reflection of his great grace and glory. The truth of the matter is, is that it's really easy for us to, to kind of get in the flow of living our lives, and then we give, you know, we give God the leftovers. And yet, Jesus has not called us to have a, an event, to like, okay, I want y'all to have people here, and I want you to have a lot of people here, and I want you to grow, and I want you to double, and I want you to triple. And that's, not, that's, not, that's not his definition of church. What we can experience from it. It's really hard for us not to be sucked into the consumeristic mindset when it comes to church. But the reality is that the church that Jesus builds is always on mission. It means that we show up as his slaves and as his servants and we're on mission for the glory of God. Not, not what, okay, like, okay, I, I, I really want to do this. I'm excited about this. You know, I want to do this. No, no, no. It's God, what are you doing? God is on mission and he is inviting followers as we talked about for a couple of months there, what does a true follower of Jesus look like? As a matter of fact, those inserts, if you haven't grabbed one, I want to challenge you to do that because it is through that process that, 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 that I begin to see the drift in my heart in my life. And especially when it comes to what people think of what it is to have a relationship with Jesus and God and all this stuff. Get it? Grab it. There's an overview of that on that back table right there. There's some questions that I'm using to continue to ask myself. Stick it in your Bible. Stick it on your sun visor, whatever it is. Because, see, what Jesus is building is true followers, not churchgoers. Not people who say, well, this is what, you know, church. What does God say? What does he think? And what does he want us to know? Last Sunday... You know, I shared with you on, on our birthday, uh, and, you know, it's always good to get a belated birthday wish. Thank you, Aaron, you know, for that. But, you know, I shared with you that uh, what lies before us, the next 32 years will not look anything like the last 32 years. That, that God is saying, I want you to... I want you to seek me with all of your heart and understand my ways of doing life, of being a follower of Jesus Christ. I, I, want, I want you to, to not embrace uh, the methodology of the world. I want you to, to just be led by my word, living word in my spirit, as I penetrate this culture, and the world as the good news of Jesus Christ is shed. So it's first-class allegiance to our awesome and supreme God. He's, that's what he's calling. He's calling this church back. It's just a, it's, it's a, 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 the passage that we looked at last week from Isaiah 43, 18, and 19. It's going to kind of be a theme for us as, as we go forward in these next couple of months. When he says, forget the former things, 
Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So he's saying, you know, forget, forget the past. Don't dwell on the past. Uh, uh, don't get caught up pondering the past and, and trying to recreate the past. Uh, don't try to do church uh, the way you may have thought it should have been done or the way it used to be done. Uh, past methods, past, no, be the church. Be the church. He says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. He says, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. I truly do believe that God is doing a new thing. And uh, here, uh, as Pastor Aaron so poetically uh, put it forth, but also in, in, in America and the world as far as his church, his mission, and what he's doing. Uh, I like the way the NLT, uh, NLT, the New Living Translation puts it. It says, I have already begun. See, this is God's mission. It's not something that we manufacture or we bring forth. He said, it's already begun. And then he asks this question. He says, do you not perceive it? I like the way the Amplified puts it. It says, will you not be aware of it? So what he's saying is, I'm working. It's a choice for you. It's your choice. Are you going to hit the pause button and, and, and on life and everything that you feel like has got to happen and, and oh, this is what's driving my life? No. He's saying, are you going to hit the pause button and listen? Or are you going to let me show you what I'm doing and how I want to work mightily in your heart and your life? The reality is that people reach people. And God has given and commissioned uh, the church uh, to be salt and light as we go out into the world each and every day. I'm making a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Pretty awesome stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm working in such a way that, uh, that that area that you have avoided or <laughs> that's just not good. A company said, I'm making a way there for you to be the light of Jesus Christ, to be salt. Uh, that desert that you kind of avoid is I'm, I'm, I'm putting rivers there. And I think it's through this that God is just helping us to understand that in this day, in this time, that he's doing a mighty work within his church. John chapter 17, 15 through 19, I think reflects that. It's on your outline and also here uh, on the screen. For he says, Jesus praying to the Father for his disciples. He says, I do not ask you to take them out of the world. And pause button. Sometimes we're going, what's this world coming to? Look, what's this world coming to? And then we begun, begin to judge the world. But God's not called us to judge the world. He called us <laughs> to judge ourselves and one another within the body of Christ. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. He's saying the follower of Christ is not of the world. It, it lives in the constant reality of this longing for home, we are not of this world. Once we come into that transformational relationship with Jesus Christ, it's birthed within us this longing to be with God. 
not this desire to where we are in love with the world. It's not saying we don't appreciate it. There's so many things that we've been blessed with. But he's saying first class allegiance to our heavenly Abba Father. Sanctify them, verse 17, he says, sanctify them in the truth. Set them apart for your purposes. Make them holy. Your word is truth. Just as you have commissioned me and sent me into the world, I have also commissioned and sent them into the world. For their sake I sanctify myself to do your will so that they also may be sanctified, set apart, dedicated, made holy in your truth. Here's Jesus saying that the only way that we will be able to, as followers of his is for him to do his work within our life, not us to try to fix one another, especially fix those out there. We need to let God do his work within each of our hearts and lives. Sanctify them, set them apart for your purposes. Sometimes, sometimes I just think it's pretty easy for us uh, as we live in this day and time with all this kind of stuff, you know, going on and uh, that, that we just kind of, we get caught up in the flow and the current of activity and then we try to squeeze God in. God knows our heart. And we try to justify ourselves by saying, yeah, I went to church. God's not interested in that. He wants us to encounter him personally, intimately, each and every day. And then allow him to do that marvelous work and, 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 and be able to, to live in such a way that people would be able to sing the first song that we sang this morning. They look at our lives and they, and they look at uh, the sacrifice and the investment and the love relationship we have for the Lord and they say, this is amazing grace. This is amazing grace. Wow. I believe specifically for us that God has been doing a pruning and sanctifying work and he is going to continue that to bring about his glory and our good for the next 32 years. Also, it, it just the reality as far as the kind of mindset that God wants us to understand is, is the psalmist in Psalm 24, 3 and 4, there on your outline here on the screen, it says, Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. You know, I was thinking about, you know, okay, uh, you know, the, the picture there, I love the way the message put it. It says, who is going to climb God mountain? Who is going to be with God? Walking with God, experiencing him. It says, only as we live our lives with clean hands and a pure heart, that our hearts are fully devoted to him. First button in the first buttonhole. When it comes to every aspect of our life, when it comes to our relationships, when it comes to our, our, our uh, special activities, when it comes to the fun stuff, when it comes to our finances, when it comes to how we treat other people, how we treat one another, it's, it's God's way, God's mind, God's heart, not ours. So it's through this process that I am grateful and thankful that God has brought, I believe, uh, he's brought us to a, a season of serious reflection, of serious reflection, to where we're saying, God, what are you doing and what do you want? 
What do you want from me? What do you, what do you want of me? What do you want of us as a body of Christ for your glory and for our good? What, what, what is it that you're doing? And to stop long enough to listen to him. I found myself some, so many times, you know, it's like, you know, okay, get this done and then, you know, squirting, you know scooting on out so I can go to the next event. It ain't going to happen without some serious pausing and reflection. I shared with you how uh, the, the um, staff, when we got away, uh, God just kind of led us into this, but there was a couple of passages, Psalm 139, 23, and 24, where we just kind of let this marinate with us. Where the psalmist there, that beautiful psalm, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. I dare you, I dare you to make that your prayer. I search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And then lead me in the way everlasting. Well, we tiptoed into that. And, and God just said, okay. Okay, I'll show you. And he showed us offensive ways. He, he showed us anxious thoughts it's thinking thinking but why does he do that so so we can see so we can dump and empty the stuff that is preventing us from being true followers of his and from enjoying the amazing grace that he wants to lavish on us Another passage that we looked at was that in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It's where he says, Therefore, since we are surrounded with such a great cloud of witnesses, and, and chapter 11 is the hall of faith, and it's talking about all of these people who serve God's purpose, who, who, who live their lives like, God, what are you up to? What do you want to do? Not, not like, God, this is what I'm going to do. Now, we don't say this to God, but... but we're going to do it. This is what I've got. This is what's on my heart. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm going to do. And then we say, okay, God, I've got a little bit of margin for you. Those aren't in the hall of faith. Matter of fact, those aren't even true followers of his. He says, I will not have any other gods before me. The greatest commandment, the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. We're thinking about him. We're talking about him, not just here. It, it, I mean, the, the reality is it's just sometimes we can kind of drift, and then it's easier to talk about how horrible Auburn Tiger football is. It's not a laughing matter. <laughs> then, then it is, then it is to just uh, when, we, when we see each other say, how are you doing? How are you and the Lord doing? Or, 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 or like Evans, how can I pray for you? Sure, we can talk about that. But listen, let's, let's reflect. Let's reflect and see how much of our conversation with others is about Jesus. And about our journey with Jesus. And how we can lock arms and lock lives together so that he is glorified. And that his best interest is served. Not, not, not you know, this... <laughs> Stick a quarter in and see what God can give us out. God, I'm going I'm to I'm give you some time, but I, sh I sure am loving these blessings. Sometimes and oftentimes, 
It's even the good things that rob us of the best. It's the good things that even cause us to drift away. And we, we begin to covet these blessings more than we do the one who has provided them. God's inviting us as a body into a time of, of real serious reflection to allow him to help us to do what this says right here. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. God has a, God has a race marked out for you. God has a race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. God's wanting to encourage our hearts. God's wanting to show us what's really going on and that he is at work and he is, he is inviting us to join him. To join him. The, 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 the Old Testament says that the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro, just looking, looking for those who hearts, whose hearts are right with him. Didn't always sound like, okay, yay, that's exactly what I want. I feel so pumped up. Thanks for encouraging us. Most of you should be down here right after the service with Evan because you're going to need some encouragement. It, I mean, because it's like, this ain't what I, tell me something good. What's going on? God's at work. That's something good. And that, and that our desire, my desire, our staff, our leaders, our group, our desire is to join with him and whatever he wants to do to help us to see how he will accomplish his mission in and through us. So that instead of people running from the church, they're running to Jesus. To where we embrace what the Apostle Paul says. And when we really take it to heart, he goes, man, I've become all things to all people. To that people group, that people group, that people group, those people that have this, that's anti-God, that, that, you know, that's opposed to God. I've become all things to all people so that they may come to know Jesus. Even the simple little step. You know, thank God for partnerships like with Murray Taylor. This, this simple little step of a blessing basket is saying, I value you. But far too long, the church has seen people, you know, like of not of our faith persuasion as kind of the enemy. No. There is one enemy. And God's called us to live lives that absolutely value every person that we lock eyes with. And to demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ. To bless them. To bless them. So that by all possible means, there will be an avenue for them to come to know the love of Jesus. What a great opportunity. What, what, simple, what simple steps. But it requires a, a shift of our minds. No, no more stinking thinking. God, flush this out. Help us to see people as you see people. Help, see people, you, help us to see people as you see people outside the church. And how, what, is it, what is it that you're wanting to do? 
not brainwash, not, not get them to where they uh, hold sacred 11 o'clock on Sunday. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not these activities. It's a life change. It's a heart change. What he says there, who may ascend this mountain? Who's going to see God in all of his glory? It says when our hands are cleansed and our hearts are pure. Aaron, thank you for that encouragement. Because I truly believe that the next 32, uh, the best is yet to come. And I believe that the application is simply this. It's not like we're a bunch of splintered pieces that God is calling us together. And let me start, let me start with those who say, I'm a member of this body. You have committed to this particular body. What does this mean for you? It means this. Sign up with us on this journey of reflection. And, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about <clears throat> over, right after this service today, all of our elders, uh, pastors, leader, uh, group leaders, we're getting together. And we're going to be processing, you know, what is it that God's been showing, revealing, and, and what are the next steps here? But uh, sign up for what I believe God is going to take us through. We're going to, we're going to take 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse four, uh, 14, and we're going to apply it to ourselves over the, over the month of October. We're going to break it down. We're going to break it down where he says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, Pray, seek my face. N not if, if it's convenient. Seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways, the God-forgetting ways. That's basically what wicked means, just forgetting God. Just, no, I'm doing me, and I'll give God 25 cents worth. Nope. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble them, pray, and seek my face... Then I will hear from heaven. Then there's going to be healing. There's going to be restoration. There's going to be a mighty work of God. So I'm asking for you right now to choose to join us in saying, okay, I will commit. I will commit. I will commit the month of October to doing life together in the extreme sense. What, what does that mean? Well, we're going to talk about it on Sundays. That means that I, we're, we're praying that God will, will have every single person to be a part of a group. You're going, well, I'm not part of a group now. Well, there, you're going to have an opportunity to be. So we can process together. Because, see, the reality is, is that this world kind of sells us a bill of goods thinking that we can do this Christian thing uh, individualistically. We can't. The very definition of God is community and unity. So I'm saying sign up. Be here on Sundays. Uh, commit to being a part of a group. And then we're going to have an overflow on Sunday afternoons to where we can have special prayer time to, to reflect on some scriptures. See, there's a lot of, lot of scriptures where, where, where the word says, he who has an ear, let him hear. Do you hear? Here. And we need to stop talking and hear what he has to say. And we've been spending a lot of time in, in some of the passage. Example, the revelations, the letters to the churches. Stop long enough. Don't hide your plain effort. And let it, is there anything there, God, that you're wanting to show me? And we're, man, I tell you what. In Grady, Alabama, these guys, these guys that have gone to get, got to get away, you know, 
got to go to Grady, getaways. Uh, they can testify, that on Dream Hill, Dream Hill, there's also a big pile of, just a dump pile. I mean, it is junk. It's in a little crevice. It's in a little ravine. And everything, all the trash, all, there's, there's refrigerators in there. There's wood in there. There's plastic in there. There's, I mean, all kind of stuff in there. And then about every, you know, I don't know, two or three times a year, we just light it on fire and burn it up. And it is huge. It is huge. You got to get rid of the junk to keep Dream Hill dreamy. And the reality is we have to get rid of junk. All this stuff that he's inviting us to do in order to be able to encounter and experience the God who is. Not the God that has been created by man, but the God who truly is. So that we can know him and make him known. To see a transformation in our lives. So that's what I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I'm exhorting every one of us say, okay, let me just see if it's... Con no, no, no. Let's join together in this very dedicated, solemn time to allow him to speak to us and to reveal his glory. You go, well, hey, I'm not a member here. I've never signed up. Well, maybe God's calling you to sign up. And you know what you're signing up for? Not the glitz and glamour. You know what you're signing up for? You're signing up to be on a journey with God and what he's doing right now. And you're not sure yet if, the, if you want to sign up, then would you at least pray for us? Pray for us as we journey with God. Knowing, knowing that the best is yet to come. Would you pray with me? Father God, you know what's going on. You're not wringing your hands uh, going, oh my goodness, people are just leaving the churches in mass. No, no, you know what's going on. And you have given us, opened up, opened up, having to help us just get a glimpse of this, this reality that you are doing a new thing. And we proclaim right now that we want to see it. We want to be totally aware of what you're doing. So we're going to make the adjustments and we're going to align ourselves with you and allow you to lead us in this adventure for your glory, for our good. With your heads bowed, just, would you just take a moment I'm going to uh, ask Evan if he'd go and come up here to the front. And in a few moments, we're going to have a, a, a song of, uh, that acknowledges just uh, God's presence and our love for him, our need for him. And, and I want to give you an opportunity to, to just do business with God. Now, some of you are going, well, this is, I'm, I'm not used to doing, well, <laughs> uh, the love of Jesus uh, was uh, always acted out. He didn't do it because he felt like he did it because that was the Father's plan for him. It's, it's choose, it's act. The feelings will come. And some of you right now, God's just through his Holy Spirit. He's saying, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Believer, behold, I stand at the door and knock.
And I've been knocking, but you hear me now, and I, and I want you to open up your life. Not close it off, not give me just a little, little sliver. No, I want you to open up to me right now and let me guide you. Let me lead you. Let me empower you. Church of Jesus Christ, he's wanting to do that. He is building his church. He is building his church. And there's no power on earth that can overcome it. That can stop what he's doing. During this time of, of, of worship and prayer, I want to invite you to come and, and pray for, for, for us. Pray for me. Pray for our elders. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our church. And, and just in a demonstration of your desire and your commitment to, to join with us. Just, I want to invite you to come. You can pray where you are, but also come to the front. Come, talk to me. Just say, if there's any questions that you've got. But it's also during this time that we will worship God with our response, our choices, but we'll worship him with our offerings. Um, our offerings of our lives, our offerings of the financial blessings that God has given us in demonstration that our dependence is on him. He's not getting the leftovers, first fruits of our life, our time, our resources, our calendars, every aspect. God, thank you for inviting us to join you. And we ask your blessings, protection, guidance in these days to come. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.